All right, then let's begin. Parsha Shoftim, and the Nesivah Shalom is going to bring this parsha and a portion of what we read this week into something that's relevant to the time in the calendar, which is Elul getting ready for Rosh Hashanah and the entire attitude that we have at this time of year. And uh, I, I personally found that in this piece, and with some additional thoughts, there is a a, a, a wealth of, of gems that are here, and we will get to hopefully three. Hopefully three, and although you technically see on the bottom of your second side of your paper, there is another two tucked in there, but I didn't, I'm not even kidding myself. I don't, I don't think we're getting there. I'm not even trying. I just put them on the paper because they have to be there. <laughs> That's the rules. But we're really going to try and get to three points here from the Nesiva Shalom. And in uh, what, what I believe is an incredible uh, series of insights that he has for us for, for this time of year. Okay, let's start with taking a few sukkim, a few of the verses that we have in the Parsha, and they're kind of beautiful actually, just unto themselves, they're worth knowing because they're kind of beautiful, and then we'll see where the Nesiv Shalom takes all of this. And it, you might anticipate the starting point of where he goes, and then you'll see how he, he really develops it very beautifully. <clears throat> there is, in this Parsha, there is a section that deals with when the Jewish people find themselves in a state of war, that they need to go out. The Jews have had, have always had an army. Um, in fact, in 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 Europe once, they came to the Chavetz Chaim to tell him that the non-Jews were putting on a skit in which they were making fun of the Jewish biblical army <clears throat> and the Jewish biblical army because we know that the components of, of our army certainly the way the Torah dictates it was very much focused on the quality of the individuals going out to war so you'd have from you know sort of the most righteous you're trying to really get the most righteous so they had the Nazis had this play going on which was a skit where they had basically a bunch of these old righteous Jews going out to war, and it was uh, hysterical, like, okay, this is your army, a bunch of old people going out there to fight, right? You know, carrying their, their rifles or whatever it was. And this was a joke. So they came to tell the Chavetz Chaim, like, so look at the mockery that they're making of us. The Chavetz Chaim said, oh, they're 100% right. That is what it's going to look like. But we're going to win. <laughs> that's the part they didn't realize in their little play we're going to go out and we're going to win like that okay. so there's the Jewish army and this is in this week's uh, portion is the, the, the description of how it looks when the Jews go out to war when you will go out to battle against your enemy and you're going to see horses and chariots and an army that's greater in numbers than you. You're the Jewish people, you're going out to fight, and you see, wow, this looks colossal. We have to go fight this enemy. Do not be afraid of them. Hashem, your God, is with you. The same God that took you out of Egypt, He certainly is capable, He displayed His might, and His all-encompassing power, when he took us out of Egypt, and he's here with you today. So you're looking out, you see the horizon is darkening with these horses and chariots. You have nothing to worry about. It's a beautiful psukim. Okay. The vowelization looks a little bit off. Okay, when you're going to get close to battle, so then this is what Hashem says. Then the priest comes, and he comes to talk to the people. And he says, The Omar Alem, he says, Shema Yisrael, listen Jews. You're getting close to a battle. Aloyvechem against your enemies. Aloyvech levavchem, altiru, valtachbazu, valtartsumipneem. Don't let your hearts grow weak. Don't fear. Don't panic. The way they translate it is, have no dread. Of, the, of your enemies. 
כי השם אלוקיכם אוהדכם לכם להילחם לכם עם אוהביכם להושיעתכם. For Hashem your God marches with you to do battle for you against your enemy to bring you victory. Beautiful. Quite frankly, they're just beautiful verses. I mean, it's just a powerful statement there. Okay. And also about us personally. Ah. That's, a, that's a Nesiva Shalom perspective there. Correct. That's exactly where the Nesiva Shalom wants to take this. Okay. So now, it's not his own thought, but I agree. I think all of us would have looked at this. We would have seen a deep rev- relevance to ourselves here, you know. <clears throat> I'll tell you the truth. The Rebbe Rabbinim Shischa said that the simple verses are referring to a, a war, a physical battle. The called the deeper meaning, the hidden allusion is to our own battle. He said, but nowadays that we don't even have physical war as a Jewish people like this, in terms of going with uh, with the priests and the, the, uh, for these wars which are a mitzvah. Now maybe with Israel, I wonder how you qualify the wars we have there. That's an interesting question. He said, it's almost like the simple meaning of the verses has now become talking about our personal battles. It's like, th- this is what they mean for us now. When you read this, what the Torah is telling us nowadays, and that's what the Nesiv Shalom is going to start with this point. The Indian the concept is as follows. You see that I'm making amends for last week. Last week I put on very few sources. That always makes me feel bad. The next week I have to swing back the other way. This is a constant <laughs> state of therapy that I'm in. Okay, the Indian Kedisa, as it says as follows, the Svar Makadoshim, all of the holy books, they all write the same idea. Shekol this entire portion of saying, go out to war against your enemy, which are said in these Torah portions, Mirumas, they are alluding to him, to them. They are alluding to, Bahem, to the war that rages on all the time. That a person has, his eternal enemy, his arch nemesis. And that is his Yetzirah, his evil inclination, his, in general, the temptations that we find ourselves struggling with, that which, which steers us away from God and growth, that's our real enemy. That's our real enemy, like the Chavis Avavis writes, that the uh, pious person saw the army once, I don't know what the scenario was, it doesn't say, that they came in from, from the battlefront. And he said, alright, you won the small battle. Now it's time for the big war. As they were coming home, right? Now it's time for the big war. What's the big battle? The real battle. The one that's raging inside. Where we're, 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 we're wrestling, as we like to say in the South. Right? We've got to go alligator wrestling. And that's, what, that's what's going on. Now, serious. You know, if, 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 if you've got to get an Australian accent, if that's going to help you, then do it. Okay? But, uh, but this is it. This is the great outback. And this is the enemy that's inside. That's the enemy of the soul. The greatest of all enemies. Listen to this beautiful language here. It is for this reason... That we read this section during this month of the year. Because in this portion it talks about going out to battle. Do you know why? Listen to the way he describes this. It's stunning. Because the month of Elul, who has man, it is the time, of going out to war against the enemy that's inside of us. That's what this time is about. It's about going out to war. We'll talk about that in a second, okay? It's about going out to war, riding out to war. She'oz, because it is in this time of year, hatafkid, the goal. Now what's the goal? Listen to this, it's golden what he said. What's the goal? Oh, you know, win, become greater. I just want to read to you the words he says. That you know why this is an appropriate verse to read now? Because this month, you know what the goal is of this month? Is l'hisgayis l'tzvo Hashem. To draft yourself into the army of God. Isn't that a beautiful language? 
to drag the goal that we're striving to to get to the place where we could do is to feel like we're drafting ourselves into that army. They've got a quest. They've got a mission. We know Hashem's got this goal. And pick me. What, what place can I play in that? I want to be part of that army. I want to ride out there. And we'll talk about this a little bit later, but it's important, I think, to recognize that this is exciting. <laughs> this is extremely exciting. And I think we lose the excitement because like, why am I fighting? What's the fight about? I want that tranquil, you know, I want to be that person on the mountaintop, like, you know, be able to say wise words and everything fits and everything's perfect and I always know the truth and I'm never confounded, right? And I spread my wisdom among the masses. You know, you want to be like, you know, truth in it we shall find. You know, you, know, you feel like that's the pinnacle. You know, really. And so then all of a sudden you're grappling and you're da, da, da. Oh, we're stuck. We haven't gotten where we want. No, this is the point. We've said this a thousand times and I'm going to say it a thousand times more. If Hashem wanted to make us perfect, He would have made us perfect. He didn't mess up. He made us imperfect because that's the point. We are meant to be soldiers. We are warriors. We are out there on the battlefront. That's what we do. This is what we do best. This is the thing that we and only we do. We go out and we fight and the excitement. It's exciting when you realize what I like to say is when you it's what because I really do believe that their ultimate struggle with this is ego. We're ego. My grandfather said it once like this. You know why we have a problem with our mistakes? Because we feel Oi. The great and mighty me has fallen. <laughs> That's the way we view a mistake. Right? The great and mighty me has fallen. Where do we go from there? Where do we go from there? The great and mighty you. <laughs> this is you. you. This is the way Hashem made you. You came, if you come in with the vision that you're going to be perfect, then there'll never be a struggle. Nah, 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 then every time you get knocked off your horse, you don't know where to go from there. If you come in saying, nah, I know the way this is. It's a fight. That's what I was put. I'm marching out onto the battlefield. Then you know there's going to be people swinging at you. But you know what makes you great? That you swing back. Yeah, that's a great soldier. A great soldier who stays in his tent and doesn't go out the battlefield so he's safe from protecting. He's not a good soldier. That's not a great warrior. A great warrior is he rides out the battle. But battle's so dangerous. Yes, that's what I do. No, that's, that's what I do. That's what we do. That's what we're created with. In the, we are created in the Mesut Sharm says this that we are placed in the battlefield. That's what life's about. So in that sense, it's no great and mighty me has fallen. The great and mighty me is going to have this battle. Now, think about what it means to accomplish something and to go out fighting. What could happen is we could grow. We could change. We could, you know, as I like to view it as, there's Hashem's sort of like kingdom. And, and we're fighting, you know, with the encroaching, we're like on the border expanding the kingdom in a certain way. With every victory, every time we push back, we change ourselves, we change the world, we bring Hashem into this world in a greater revelation. It's an incredible, it's an incredible encounter and it's an incredible accomplishment. But that excitement starts by realizing that's the point. And then the excitement is, then what, what, what we can accomplish? It's like, you know, you've you got to feel like the, the rush of adrenaline. Like I'm going, you know, the way the Chavis HaTamidim describes it. He says, people, they feel, they think about what they can, what, 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 they, what they want to achieve. He said, and sometimes it sends them into almost a despondency. He says, the, the despondency is when you lose your wealth. He says, what we're looking for is the type of focus and energy that's like somebody who knows that where he's standing, deep under, under his feet, there's a treasure. He knows that there's wealth that's unimaginable right beneath him. And now he's got to set to the task of digging for it. So he's focused. He, he's, he wants to dig in. But his focus is an excitement that every shovelful we take out, I'm, 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 I'm one shovel closer to, to, the, to the riches, right? And we know that every shovel is its own real riches. So the excitement is 
you got to play your theme music. Get your theme music. Kind of, you know, find your theme music. I'm serious, right? Whatever that music is of them going out, you find whatever whatever scene paints it for you of you riding out there on horseback, going out to face, and the music is dramatic and it's exciting and it feels you feel the pulse that something's going to happen today, and something's going to happen today because. This is talking to us to go out to war. It's saying who will draft themselves into the army of Hashem. And during Elul, the goal is to say, I want to be a warrior. Sign me up. Sign me up. To go for the gold. You know, my grandfather said that the secret to life he didn't word it that way, but it really is, is to be able to find the joy in the battle. Okay? These are golden words. Joy in the battle. Because the, the, the battle is what it's all about. And we go out there and we fight. We know that every moment in that is what makes us great. Maybe I should have read for you. Actually, I wrote, uh, sent this text out to my family. But um, I should have put it down. I should have read it for you. This is the feeling, though. All right? I think the end of the text was, it's on now. Get it? It's on now. You know, there was a mashkiach. I don't remember who it was in one of the yeshivas that used to say about him that the like joy they would see on his face when he would identify a, a character flaw in himself. A tremendous joy. Really? Yeah, what would we handle? What, how do we feel about that? Like, oh, I'm worse than I'm thought, right? He said, no, he said, I knew, I knew that there's a mess of stuff to work out here. I knew that's, that's the task at hand. I know Hashem made that. That's perfect. But when I couldn't find it, that worried me. But now that I've got him in my crosshairs, uh, it's on now. <laughs> now this is exciting. Now we could now we could now we could target this and we can we could do something. We'll see a step here or a step there, but now it's on. Now something can happen. Now we're part of the army of Hashem. And part of being in the army is to say you're gonna go fight. Okay, now listen to this. Once you make this tremendous shift and realize that this is the battle, this is what it means to be a person in Hashem's army is to know that that's what it means. Draft yourself in and say, let's get at it. Let's get to work. Let's go fight. Let's push, struggle, step, trip, hurt, get up, dance, cry, and ultimately just be awesome. That's what it means to be in the army of Hashem. So now the Nesib Shalom finds that in this portion dealing with war that there are several allusions which are key points in what it means to go out and find victory in this attempt as we fight for growth. Now fight to uh, move the uh, line of scrimmage to be able to push back against the enemy and become a different person inch by glorious inch. Listen to what he says here. This is what it says. He says it's very, it's a little bit unusual. Why does it say when you go out to fight your enemy? It say when you go battle your enemy. This is the word you could say. When you battle your enemy, this is what, what, don't be afraid. When you battle. When you go out to battle. It's a little bit of an extra, it's a little bit of a longer wording than you needed to use. So he asked that question, and he says, this is what it means. Listen to what it means. That in this battle, with the enemy of your soul, the evil inclination, go out to battle. We're going to say, I'm seriously like reading this? My heart starts beating. I really get into this. 
It's just an exciting tone to it. I think that's what we need to shift. We need to stop being bad humbug Jews. This is exciting. This is incredible. Say go out to war. Don't wait until the Yitzhahara comes to you and he starts to push you around and you say, wow, I better protect myself. At that point, when the Yitzhahara, which we means is when we're already falling into a certain trap. Now, of course, you got to fight. you got to put your dukes up whenever and however. But if you're making a choice, so a lot of times we say, you know, everything's sort of clear, you know, smooth sailing right now. Oh, something rages its head. You find yourself struggling. Then we decide to fight. So he says, no, the Torah is telling us a key idea here. Don't wait for him to show up when he has got the upper hand. When the Yetzirah is pouncing on you, he says, at that point, you're not in a very good position. Right? At the point where you falling and getting persuaded to go that way or this way, whatever the difficult circumstance is, at that point you're not in a great position to take a shot against him. Rather, you need to instigate the fight. It's unbelievable. You're going to think like, come on, let's sort of let, let, let everyone be, right? If we're, we have a little truce here, let's just keep coasting, right? Six-day war. We preemptive. We exactly. Bam! Caught him off guard. And, that, and, and, and not out to battle. Not like in. I'm going to fall in with the rest of the, like get out of your box. And that's exactly. And, and, and in real war, this is so, like in other words, don't be complacent. Don't be complacent. Now, see, I mean, it's even no, yeah, no, no. And I, I mean, it's it's even better than I would say better. I mean, it's it even has a more positive nature than don't be complacent, which is if you're doing well. Let's say you're not suffering from any particular struggle, but we know, we know. Like, I want to read. Maybe I'll read the next line, the final line of it, and then I'll, I'll explain because he, he gives a beautiful description of it. Ella, don't wait for it. Rather, instigate the fight. Go out with a battle cry. I'm telling you. It sounds like I wrote this, right? Go out with a battle cry. For the, the, the seed of, literally means sort of rot. That's deep inside of you. Meaning you know that you haven't gotten yourself to some ultimate place. You know that there's things brewing inside that when certain things will present themselves or under a certain circumstance or over time where you'll end up, you know, for one example is if you do nothing, we tend to drift away, right? This in general, true. We do nothing. So you're right now, maybe you are in an okay place or your circumstances of life, you're not necessarily struggling with anything. However, we know what's going on inside of us. We're not fooling ourselves to think we were born on some unbelievable level. And therefore... This is the best time to make a move. When you're not under the thumb of any particular struggle in that area or in this area, whatever it is, you could go seek inspiration and growth so that you are, you are riding out against him instead of waiting for him to come and having to play defense. You're playing offense. So what I'm saying is, it's the, it's the care, but what I'm saying is that you, when you pursue growth and you're in a good position, then the impact is sometimes able to be, that you're able to have, and the success is able to be much greater because you have, in a certain sense, the upper hand. You know, when you're dealing with the fact that you're, uh, you know, everything's starting to feel dead to you, he's already got you drifting away and you're floating away, now you've got to pull against that, fight against that, and then work yourself back. If you show up on a good day, you know, I'm feeling into this, now on a day like that, you wake up, you're like, yeah, things are good, like, I could, I could totally hear words of inspiration. I could totally think about growth. I could, I could even strive for more, do more, try and do a few extra mitzvahs and learn a little bit more. Whatever the concept would be, you feel that sometimes in the morning. I'm totally receptive to that. Now you could go and do nothing. Alright? Now you can do, do nothing. Because, well, it's a pretty good day. So let's just let it be. What he's saying is that's a loss of a tremendous opportunity. 
Because that's you really at a very strong point. Because what you're doing in that day, you can make it that the, that the enemy will never be able to get to where he would be able to get to if you wait. You could turn yourself at that point into, uh, you could get yourself inspired and you know what, the next day, when maybe uh, whatever that circumstance is, you know, I always like to talk about anger because I think it's just something that comes up all the time, right? And it's like a, a daily thing, right? You might, oh, yeah, but whatever the circumstances, you know, you can invent your own. Just try and figure something that's like neutral to everyone, right? You know, whatever anger, frustration, uh, faith in Hashem, or whatever, whatever, whatever it have you, or opportunity to do a mitzvah. The next day, when you may have had you let the previous day do nothing because you weren't under attack, so to speak, by the next day that could fade a little bit. Now you're feeling like, why well, go do that, right? Or you're feeling inspired. But the previous day, had you had you ridden that wave, you say, you know what? You know what? I'm feeling it. Let me go study something. And you went and you study and they're telling you, no mitzvahs, it's an unbelievable opportunity if you could do that, what it brings into your life and the connection with Hashem and you you feel it. You you think you're just feeling something? That itself is the attack on the negativity. By the next day when he tries to show up, it's already over. You've already put, he's not going to show up. Now, I think maybe part of the reason that we don't ever recognize is because since he never shows up the next day, we say, well, did we ever get anywhere? You don't even appreciate your own accomplishment. The fact that he didn't show up the next day was because the previous day you went and did something. That's why. So you're shifting yourself and you're, that's not, you're not avoiding him. You are winning the battle before it begins. Now, of course, we'll always have battles, but you're growing at, a, at an opportunity when you are sort of pursuing him rather than waiting. Again, he shows up and you can't, he will, he will do guerrilla warfare and jump out of some corner and that's going to happen. There's no avoiding that. And when that happens, you just go, you know, nuts on him. You know, you do what you got to do to get out of that corner. And today, but the point is that it's a, it's the proactive attitude that we're looking, we're looking for. And to me, what I really feel like is, it's going to connect with really the next thing I'm going to say, but it's the idea of we are looking to be a fighter. We're not looking to be a defender. We're looking to be a fighter. We're looking to, to, to be a warrior. We know what's going on here. We don't want to lull ourselves into a false sense of security and then get hit upside the head. That's not what it's about. We know the game. And we know the greatness and we know the accomplishment and the task at hand. And we want to throw ourselves into that. Go out to do it. I want to do it. I want to be drafted into the army of God. That's the attitude. And this is really, really what he says in the, in the next little piece, which he says is that there's two secrets to success. Okay? Don't ever say I never told you anything. Okay? I'm about to tell you from the Nesim Shalom two secrets to success. That's pretty good. I don't know if I've ever told you guys the secret to success before. But this time, the Nesim Shalom says, Beis in Yanim Ikorim Al Yodim Yusag Nitzchan Mel Melchama. In this battle against, for growth, I like to call it battle for growth. In the battle for growth, there are two main ideas that through these two ideas, you get success. This is where success, the secret to success is in these two ideas. What are they? The first is the one that we were touching on already. Thank you. Racious, the first one is, Shachailim Anshiat Savo, that the soldiers, us, are dedicated to the battle. We're dedicated to being in this army. Okay? Which means, I think this is what Abby was saying, it's not, we don't want to be apathetic, but more than that, we don't want to be tourists is the way I, I, I call this, you know. When looking at my own failings, the way I would define this is, uh, sometimes talking about growth is like entertainment, right? Like, let's sit around, sip a martini, talk about uh, being better people. It's kind of like a fun topic, right? It's good, you know, it sort of gives us all like a warm, fuzzy feeling. And uh, like, that's like the comfortable place. I like to leave it exactly at arm's length, just like that. We're, when we want to really grow, and what the Sivashon was saying is where success in this endeavor lies 
is to really put ourselves into this. This is an investment. This is going to take energy from us. It is. And we want to be ready to put that investment into this, to feel that this is worthwhile. And of course it is. It's everything. <clears throat> this is worth our time, our focus, and our energy. And I'm reminded of a uh, quote somebody told me from the current Slonim Rebbe. Okay, that's, the, that's who took over after the Ziv Shalom. It's his son, I believe it's his son. That somebody went to him for a bracha. And they said to him, can I have a bracha? Please bless me with success. In um, He was he's older and single. So success in finding a spouse and also service of God. And he responded, it's not an also. Service of God is not and also serving Hashem. Serving Hashem is of our prime concern. Any other difference? I'm very taken by that line. It's not a an also. An also, you know, an also put on. We really believe this is the everything. And therefore, our, our investment in this is like realizing that we, we really care about this and we want to accomplish it. And it's, it's not just uh, for, for talk over coffee, although that's not a bad place to start. No, it really isn't. Okay? Talking about it is the first beginning to making the whole thing become alive. And if you're just talking it for over coffee, that's a great place to begin. But what we really want to do is be able to throw ourselves into it. And I want to say another point about this, okay? The, um, as a, uh, as a high school student, this is the type of conversation that goes around the dorm, but there used to be a, a saying they said, and I have no idea who said it, <clears throat> that if you want to win in a knife fight, if you want to win in a knife fight, okay? Every guy, boy, in a dorm knows this. Okay? <laughs> now, this is just, I heard this somewhere. If you want to win in a knife fight, they say, you have to be willing to get cut. If you're afraid of getting cut by the other person's blade, you could never win the fight. And it's impossible to win a knife fight without getting cut. It's too close range. The blade is there. It, it's impossible. It's not about avoiding getting cut. It's about getting a cut on your arm and then being able to deal the important blow back. Okay? And in this I want to say, I think, in a very important point that I think is included in what he's saying. We want to throw ourselves into this pursuit even though we know that to pursue growth means we're going to have setbacks. And it is sometimes easier to disregard all self-assessment, all pursuits of becoming something better, because then everything's a-okay today, tomorrow, no matter what happens, and we never have to have a failing. If we're not shooting for anything, you can't really fail, right? So I really do believe that this battle for growth, it causes us to sometimes have to attempt to do something, and then we don't. We don't succeed. And that's, that's not as comfortable as always succeeding, but we're not going to always succeed. And those are the setbacks that are bound to happen. But that's what it means to throw ourselves into it. That in a certain way, you may call it more comfortable to sit and not care. We are investing ourselves at the cost of having uncomfortable moments. It's a knife fight. We may get cut, but that is how we will win. And if you think that I am making this up and this is some far-flung Jewish concept and I don't really know if we should believe this guy. He's quoting knife fights and I don't even now I actually want to do a background check on him. Okay? <laughs> I want to tell you a quote here that we once brought up in this class. I found it. J.K. Rowling, author of Harry Potter. Okay? You cannot... I did not speak to her before she wrote this. This is a total objective third-party line and it's an unbelievable quote. Listen to this quote. It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not have lived at all. 
in which case you have failed by default. That's an incredible line. That's an incredible line. Okay? We do have a choice of never being uncomfortable and that is to just steer clear of anything that might make us feel like change or becoming something greater and then we're never uncomfortable. Right. But then, I don't want to say the words, but she, as she puts it, was that really a life of living? And therefore we say, we are soldiers and we're throwing ourselves into this and what that means is, we will take the hits. We expect the hits. And that's alright. Because that's what makes this a life worth living. And that's what makes success possible. So we're going to go out there. And we're going to say in Elul, let's become a soldier. Let's ride out there. Get your battle cry. Play your theme music. And you're going to go out, you know. For God Almighty. And you'll feel And you'll charge out there against the enemy. That's amazing. And it's exciting because you know that you're going to find a treasure. You know you're going to become a greater person from that. That charge out there is the everything. You're going to, to, to do accomplish great things. And you're also going to get knocked down. You will. And that's what it means to be a great soldier. That's what we're going out there to do. We're going out there to get knocked down, to get up, and to keep going, and to be a soldier, a warrior. The joy in the battle. The joy in the battle. Ah, okay. So Elul is about drafting ourselves into the army of Hashem. Now listen to the unbelievable second point. The second secret to success. Now this one, I'm not sure you saw coming. The Ikr Hasheni, the second important and essential quality to find success. Hu ha'emuna b'nit it is the belief that you will be victorious. That the soldiers need to have clear faith and belief, strong recognition that they will be victorious. It needs to be clear to the soldier, he will for sure emerge victorious. Go back to the words of the, of the verse. It's exactly what is said to the soldiers, right? What do you say? When you go out to battle, you see these horses, chariot, oh, he's so big! So you say, I'll go out there, alright, he's got me all riled up, I'm going out there, I'm gonna go battle. But oh my goodness! How on earth do I deal with that guy? The enemy, I mean, that's, that's Goliath over there. I'm just a little me, right? You know, I stand back. Yeah. It's just, you know, how am I going to do it? The Pasuk, and he says, once you realize that you read the Pasuk, it's talking to you with your own struggle. Have no fear of them. Hashem, your God, who brought you from the land of Egypt, is with you. Hashem is with us. When we go out to battle, we don't go alone. We will for sure be victorious. We will for sure win. Hashem is with us. It's an unbelievable statement. I brought this. You should know the Gemara says this in such a stunning way. It's interpreting this verse. The Gemara says in Saita, Membez Amun Aleph. Look what it says on the bottom of the page. That when the priest is telling the soldiers why you shouldn't be afraid, the Kayan's telling them, don't be afraid because Hashem goes with you. Listen to the way they flesh it out. Remember, he tell, he's telling the Jews, meaning it's the Pasuk is telling us, when you're going out to war against your Yetzirah and you feel like, ahada, 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 right? How am I going to do it? Remember, they, the enemy, they come championed by flesh and blood. The best they could throw at you is just human. And that's true with the Yetzirah. The best they could throw at you is temptation. Temptation is just a physical thing. That's the best that can be thrown at you. It's bad. I'm saying it's an enemy. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a rough guy to get rid of. But that's it at its best. And you, says the Kayan, this is a Gomorrah, you, the Jew, are coming championed by the omnipresent God. Who's on your side? Who's your champion? It's not just little old you. Hashem rides out to war with you. I think this is a very powerful idea. That in Elo, when we go out to, to, to become somebody, we know that Hashem is riding with us. 
It's not, don't envision it, and I think we need to be careful not to envision it as some journey to Hashem. Like here we are out in the field, all alone, and we need to slash our way till we get back to the palace. Sometimes we describe it that way. That's not accurate. It doesn't capture the right truth. The truth is, you and Hashem together are going to march through those enemies to get back to the palace. Hashem is right there with us, fighting on our side, literally like the Kayin tells them. You don't have to be afraid. You're not, they're just people. You have Hashem with you. Once Hashem's on your side, there's no limit. And he brings from a Moshe the Kabrina and the Shalom, obviously the limits of, of two sides of the paper. I, I, I reached the limit of what I could put on it. So he, he brings from the Moshe the Kabrina. And Moshe the Kabrina says, first and foremost, I'm just saying, I realize what we just said. Even though the Yetzar looks bigger than you, he's not because you have Hashem with you. But then listen to what the Moshe the Kabrina adds. Look at the words carefully. In Hebrew, this is going to be a Hebrew point, okay? It says, you see, horses and chariots, Am Rav, great in number, Mimcha, from you. Now, in Hebrew, you might read that as, they're greater in number than you. But literally, Mimcha means from you. This is what Moshe Lekebrenner says. You see the looming enemy. And you know what you realize? I made him. He's from me. I fed that enemy. I made a thousand mistakes which made it so huge. I brought this tremendous army of spiritual impurity into the world. Look at my history. Ah, I see the enemy, but not only is it overwhelming, they've all branded with my name on it. (laughs) I built them. There's no way that I'm going to make headway here. There's no way a person like me, after everything I've done, and now where I am behind the eight ball, and everything was because of me, that I'm going to change. Moshe Gabriel says, yeah, you, 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 yeah, that's who it's talking to. You see that the enemy is so huge and tremendous, and you realize it's your fault. You realize it's your fault. Lice your man, doesn't matter. Get back on your steed and ride out there. You don't have to be afraid. Because Hashem, the same God who took you out of Egypt, when you are at rock bottom and nobody could have fathomed that that turnaround could happen, He's with you right now. You've got one job. You don't have to calculate how many there are, how big they are, where they came from, whose name there are, whose jerseys they're wearing. You don't have to worry about one thing. You say, are you in this fight? in this fight then ride out there and don't go out there uncertain you have the right to get up and go out there with utter confidence that victory will be yours that's, that's a remarkable it's a remarkable concept the Yiddah Kodesh already said this that Hashem gave us I don't remember which parasha it was a couple ago Kashtim Misham Matsasa and Hashem said, if you'll seek me out from there, He said, you'll be in the exiles, you'll be lost. And if you seek me out from there, you'll find me. The Yerukah really said, Hashem gave a document, a signed document, that no matter what, when you seek Him out, you will find Him. It's like that, um, it's like that saying that, you know, open up the size of a pinhole and Hashem <coughs> Absolutely. Whatever, Absolutely. Whatever give me an opening the size of a pinhole I'll open it the size of a doorway to a, a, a ballroom I always, that always blows my mind it's like, great thank you for bringing that up <clears throat> it always blows my mind what, how many pinholes fit in a doorway <laughs> uh, right? just, just imagine that yeah. right? a doorway a big, if you take a regular doorway you still won't have a number but just talking about a big doorway how many pinholes that means your part is just thick right and don't worry about what will happen because Hashem will carry the rest through. So our goal, and this will really get us to the third part, okay, is to be very clear of what our goal is. 
And our goal is, in a certain sense, not success. Success is guaranteed if we go out to war. Correct. So our goal is to get involved in that process. To say, this is meaningful to me. I want to be invested in growth. It's going to be pushing back and this and that and I'll get cut and this and that. But, but, but that's what I, I want to be involved in this. Sign me up. Sign me up. Where do we get, where is the draft office? How do we sign up? I want to be involved in this. This is what I know that this is where everything is. This is where value is. This is where greatness is. This is where treasure is. This is where everything happens. I want to be part of this. And then success is guaranteed. Well, you don't have to worry about success. Why are we so worried about success? Will I? Did I? How's it? What we want to do is, how do we get invested? And listen to the way the Nesim Shalom says this, and then I'm going to tell you that this is a stunning realization I had here, okay? <clears throat> this is on side two. Shashem is Baruch, there's a Pasuk in Az Yashir. When they went out, when they, the sea split, all the Jews sang a song. Many people say it every morning, part of davening. And in it it says, Hashem Ish Milchamo. God is a man of war. Says the Nesiv Shalom, from in the name of other great people, that that could be reread. Hashem Ish Muhammad doesn't just mean Hashem is a man of war, so to speak, but rather Hashem is Baruchu in Ish Yehud. He's with Hashem is with Ish Milchama, the man of war. What's the goal? To be the man in the battle. Listen to what he says. He's with the Jew, who's locked in battle. That doesn't even sound so glorious, right? You're wrestling like, I'm stuck in the tug of war. Oh, that's the guy. You're in Ishmael, right? He doesn't say the Ish Hanitzchlein, the guy who's victorious, the champion. Ishmael, the warrior. You're a warrior? Ah, that's who Hashem's with. You know what the worst thing that can happen to any of us? Is when his hands drop and he no longer is locked head to head in battle. That's the worst. But if the Jew is grappling, struggling, pushing, fighting, and you got to do that, by the way, don't let that become not having, don't let that get the tone of, of, of without losing the excitement. got to always play your theme music. Always play your theme music. I'm serious. Now, I'm not kidding. I have certain things in my mind, certain, Im- certain imagery of what it means to go out, that, that sense of glory of going out to battle. Now, I, I call up, I call up, because sometimes you need, you need to feel that. You need to recharge that feeling of, this is not second class. This is what it means to be a champion. And you just run out there like, you know, and you play that. You play, you figure out whatever soundtrack works for you, okay? But the point is that feeling. And that says the Jew who's locked in battle. No matter where he is in that battle, Hashem is with him in that battle, okay? And listen to what it actually says. What did it say? There's an unbelievable message here for our Elo growth. What it means to battle, what it means to progress. And because, listen to what it says, there's a Rasha here, and it's really, the Gemara mentions this, it comes from the Gemara, that, what did the, the priest say to them in, in the third um, Pasuk, what did the Kayin say? Shema Yisrael. Listen, Jews! And then he tells them, don't be afraid. What's listen, Jews? A little bit of a weird, you're in the middle of talking to them, you're right in front of them, you call them to attention. So the Gemara says, he's actually telling them a message. Shema Yisrael. If the only thing you have going for you is that you have recited Kriya Shema in the morning and the evening, you already have enough to guarantee your victory. Interesting, right? I think there's a very powerful message here. What I'm saying is, when you're going to go out and be the soldier, the battle, and fighting for a little bit of growth, and the Elul, we want to improve, do not disregard small acts of growth. Maybe it's just Kriyashma. And you say, is that really progress, right? Kriyashma is the recite. The famous line, Hero Israel, 
Hashem is our God, Hashem is one. So there's, <coughs> it's a declaration of the oneness of God. People say it in the morning, the evening as part of the morning and evening prayers. Oh, Krishna means reading the Shema. Yeah, it means the reading of the Shema. Okay, so the recognition that if the growth that you have is to take one step forward, one extra mitzvah, one act, so you know what the Yitzhah comes right and he goes, ah, that's something, right? No, you're not even a soldier. I don't even want to hear about it. You're exactly the person he was talking about you shouldn't be, huh? You know what? You should just go drink some beer. What's up? No point anyway. You're out, right? And then he's going to come, by the way. After this, he's going to come and he's going to say this, right? Because he's a, you know, he's a dirty fighter. It's a fight, right? He's going to come and say that. And the response is, no, the Kayan already told us. Just Kriyashma. You've got to realize that Kriyashma itself is so powerful. One mitzvah is so powerful to already give a person merit for worthy of success in this war. Meaning that progress and what it means to be a soldier is even to just take one more step forward, one extra thing that you do, one change in how you do something already, that you cannot underestimate the growth and accomplishment in that. You can't let that be small. So the first message that I think inside these words is that even one, if you just have Krishna, if you just have one mitzvah, you realize how great it is. If you could grow in one mitzvah, you're in the game. That's what we're talking about. Take a step anywhere, anyhow. But listen to the beautiful words of the Marsha on that Gemara. The Marsha says, Shema is not a random mitzvah. It didn't pick a random mitzvah. Do you know what Shema is? It's referred to by our rabbis as the acceptance of the yoke of heaven. When you declare that, you realize Hashem is the real God. I accept to be part of this great picture that He has designed. And the words of the marshal is, do you know why it picked that mitzvah? Because that's the acceptance of the kingship of Hashem. And the acceptance of the pursuit of his commandments. Again, acceptance, not performance. It's a declaration of, I am invested to try and pursue that which you would like me to pursue, God. That's what it is. It's an acceptance for the future. Because this is what we're talking about. I'm realizing this is, it fits like a glove. To be a warrior, to go out into battle, says I accept to be part of this. I don't know what will be yet. I'm not saying I accept to be perfect. I'm saying I'm accepting that this is the goal and I'm invested towards it. Listen to the words he says. That it's the acceptance upon oneself of Hashem's kingship and the investment that that requires. Which causes the divine presence to rest among the soldiers. That the Koyan was telling them if all you have going for you is that you have accepted to be involved in this, you have caused the Divine Presence to rest among you to go out with you to battle your enemies. You hear that? You're saying that's not obligatory at some point? I've accepted it, so that obligates me then... When we say Krishna accept, is accepting, is we are for sure bound by this. We have a, a, a national acceptance that we've done and we, all our souls were there and we've done that. Right. We are bound to it. <clears throat> but you could be bound and not accept. And I don't just mean in performance. But you could emotionally not be invested. Exactly like we were talking about, right? So what this really means, when we say you're accepting, it means you are presently today sort of reaffirming that sense. You're in the game. And what's unbelievable is that Marshall is really saying... Correct. Meaning, I mean, what does it mean I accept? Is I accept that Hashem is the king, those are the goals, and we'll try. That could be even if I feel disconnected, I accept that that's a truth that I would love to care about to pursue. Right? So, so let me just ask, is the goal for everyone the same? It, it would have to be. The goal of all of this being in the battle and the, the ultimate goal 
for every Jew would have to be pretty much exactly the same. To connect at a higher level, to participate at a higher level, to, you know, grow to a point of, you know, a finite point of ultimate connection. So the it's goal very funny that you say it that way. Exactly I, the same for every single Jew. I really would have said it quite the opposite. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. The Nesim says, it, when it says go out to battle, it says it in a singular. It doesn't say kisetsu, when all of you will go out. It says when you, it's because a it's a battle, personal battle. Everybody's personal battles would have to be the same. Why do you say that? Because if our ultimate goal is to be righteous, to connect to Hashem at, at, at an ultimate level, what else is there? And you do that by saying, okay, I know that I have to work at myself because I get angry too much. So I have to work on that. But somebody else might say, you know, I'm really, whatever, I'm lazy. Or I'm, whatever, pick your, and we all have different, you know, immediate battles. But ultimately, we're trying to get to the, the overarching goal. That, that's is every Jew's goal. Correct. Well, it, it, it's true, although that sort of makes sense if you say all of our goals is to be the best we could possibly be. be You're right, to be the best God. we could be and as close as we can be, as great as we can be, and closest with Hashem in the midst of that. That's true. We all have that same goal. But in the practical... I mean, the finish line has got to be the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. How we get there is, or where we are on the, you know, in the race, we're at different points. You're really touching on something which unfortunately we're literally not going to have time to even say, but, what I, but, but the, the, the point is the goal in a certain way of forming the words is the same, but that doesn't mean it's going to look at all the same. Correct. It should, right. end, up it should end up the same, same in its core, not in the way it looks. Okay. Right? right? I'm meaning, I'm always say this like uh, 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 the way I think Rabbi Shalasanta would say it. One person could be gifted with the ability to study Torah all day. Another person does not have that ability. So they've both got the same goal, which is to be as close to Hashem and connected and, 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 and figuring out how to do all that and be as great as they can be. But the way that's going to play out is going to be so distinct and different. Right. They won't look like at all the same. However, in their core, they will be the same. So I say, you know, understand what I'm saying? Is what that could mean for somebody to connect with Hashem. I think you're saying the same. Yeah, the same, correct. They same. had the same end goal, but they, but they, they had different... Battles. No, 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 no. They have different tasks. Correct. Different tasks. Different tasks yeah, different tasks. No, and, and, and for example, we've spoken about this before. Yeah, I think we are all saying the same thing. For, but for the example, this could be, is this person going out and struggling with this on behalf of God and growth could be such a core accomplishment and experience that could be akin to somebody who is a, maybe a, a scenario that you would imagine as, as a much more romantic Beautiful scene, and they're sitting there on the hilltop studying Torah, right? But in its core, the two are having uh, the same great experience and encounter with Hashem in two different scenarios. Uh, maybe we should touch upon this more in a different time. Unfortunately, we're literally out of time, but I really wanted to do the next thing. But my kid, I have to pick up my kids. So I don't even have the freedom here. Okay, but the point is, I want to end with with, with, with with the following last point, okay? The point is to go out and to fight and to be part of the army. And there's a famous line that, has, that, that, that Yaakov Avinu struggled with an angel, right? We know Jacob struggled with an angel. And they grappled. Ve'yavik is a tricky word. It comes from the word dust. They kicked up dust when they wrestled. And the Balaturim famously says, Ve'yavik, that word, has the numerical value of Kisei Akavik, God's holy throne to tell a person that the dust that they kicked up when they were wrestling, which everyone knows that wrestling of Jacob with that Malach, Yaakov and that Malach was really every Jew with that angel that they have to wrestle with. That the dust that went up from their struggling, from with him grappling with him, it went up until God's holy throne. That's the greatness is to go out there and wrestle. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the Gemara says, which we don't have time to read, which that guess how great Shuva is, the Gemara says. You know how great Shuva is? You know where it goes to? God's holy throne. 
Because what it really means to return is to go out there, get back on your horse, ride out there and fight, be part of the army of Hashem. That's what Tshuva is. That's what it means to return. Success is guaranteed. Return to the battlefield. Get back out there, go fight, and remember the two components that were invested despite the cost that may cost us. We want this. We're going for it. We're excited for this. And we know success is guaranteed. We don't ride alone. Hashem rides right there with us. Success is ours for the taking. We are the warriors. We are the soldiers. The point of Elul is to say, Hashem, draft us back into your army. We want to be warriors and accomplish great things for you.